Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Building the Giraffe. I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. And, um, look, you know, <sighs> I just feel like, and I, I don't know if I'm completely off base here, mm-hmm. but the guy likes supernatural stuff. Yes. He loves the opera and the mm-hmm. arts. How would, did we miss on this one? I Well, so uh, I came out of my eye coma yeah. uh, during the part where he was yelling at you about the upside down part. So that's his problem is that he. Well, I mean, listen, how in the hell is Willem Dafoe going to be on the ceiling with the water while everyone else is on the. You're right. And he did. He did say that he. he... There's lots of there were lots of glaring loopholes. I mean, it was a great film. I think it would have been great. I think it would have been fantastic. And also, it's not like we had to do the upside down thing. It was just that we wanted to do it. It Yeah, absolutely. But this is also the thing. He did say that that's inaccurate, that vampires don't do that. I don't know what that means. What do you mean? That's what he said to me. Vampires don't do that? They don't sit on the ceiling. And I was like, well, they do in movies. And he he said... I thought he was about to say vampires don't sing. Oh, no, no. I think that he knows pretty well that vampires sing. Okay, good. But he said they don't do that, and I was, and I don't know if that means he knows that vampires are real, or he knows a vampire, or he is a vampire. Do you think and we they... could get him to introduce us to a vampire? Mm, maybe. <laughs> Should we have an interview with that vampire, do you oh, think? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I had to, I had to go for it. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he didn't like it. And I don't know if th- this is, you know, this is a problem for me because it's just that it had every, it we had the, all the stuff he likes. Yeah. So we, what are we supposed to do? Happy endings. He loves happy endings. He love he loves endings with deaths too. Yeah, and it had both. Yeah, it did. It had both a happy <laughs> ending where someone was brutally killed. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I mean I don't know where we go from here, but. Uh, I was just thinking that, you know, we we're sort of in this situation of uh, mm-hmm. indentured servitude. Yeah, and I don't even think it's indentured servitude at this point because we don't owe him anything. He picked us out of a claw machine for yeah. God's sake. Well, I mean, we are indentured. Like we we owe him a movie. Right, but we but it's not like we went into debt for this. So That's we true. Owe him this, <laughs> That's you know. true. This is just more servitude than anything with uh, with a wacky clause. I don't know. That's true. But 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 we are there, and I'm not saying that we personally understand the plight of slaves in the past or anything like that. Right. But we do understand the plight of uh, mediocre white men uh, attempting to do something with their lives. So, like um, car salesman. Yeah, sort of like car salesman. You know, like. Uh, th- which I would consider to be the most mediocre white men that have exists. That's true. On Earth. That's true. Uh, you don't get much more mid level than a car salesman. It's like almost <laughs> impossible. It's just mm. you know. Yeah, I really can't. I guess maybe like police officer. Yeah, but even then, like, uh, I like, you know. Th- they do like really horrible shit sometimes, oh, and then true. sometimes they do really good things. That's true. So they're sort of like as you far as like a, with the bad. a heat map goes of them, they're all over the place. Oh. Whereas a car salesman, I'm pretty sure, uh, if you just if they if there was a heat map of their life, it would just be a big yellow blob in the middle, and then just radiating blue from going out from there. <laughs> the like only like nothing else is going on. <laughs> 
the only excitement they get is that sale. Right. And it's not even like that great of an excitement, but like they're, they know that <laughs> they're a solid five. Right. Exactly. They know their glory days are behind them. Uh, nothing is going to happen. Um, so whatever dopamine hit they get from selling a car, right. that's pretty much, that's like their, is that why they lie to you? Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine that the lying has, like, gives them some satisfaction as well. Like a little perverse. But but my thought, and not, I mean, I've never been a car salesman, so I don't know. I just always figured that their their lying just came from, like, higher-up people mm. who want to see them dance. Like, the, a higher-up person at a car dealership, like a manager or, like, the president of the car dealership. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've ever seen, like, car dealership commercials, they're always, like, real fucking weird. And they do seem like they want, they're yeah. like a dance puppet dance kind of person. Right. And, and they understand that the car salesman himself is weak, so he's not going to fight back. Right. So this is like they're, so they're sort of almost like uh, whatever, um, like a, like a Caesar and Augustus Caesar, like with the thumbs up, thumbs down. Right. They're like, like this is a good deal. Yeah, no, no, I can't I go any lower. Yeah, exactly. And so they're at one point, um, they're forcing this poor sort of put upon mediocre man mm-hmm. to lie to customers because he can't control what this fucking eccentric <laughs> uh, uh, Roman emperor will will say when they're in the back office. That's you know true. What I mean? So it's not really even his fault. Like he's just like, I don't even think he gets satisfaction out of lying. I think he wants to sell the car. That's he's. He's like then, the mouse in the maze looking for the cheese. Oh. He needs to sell the car, okay? He, but he needs that cheese. Then he and gets he's willing the good to do chemicals. What it, can ta- what it takes to get to that cheese. Right. So he's being forced by, the, and I, I suppose in this instance, that would be the scientist to <laughs> lie to get this fucking cheese. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that this is an interesting concept to go into. Right. Clearly, our uh, TJ Moneybags uh, likes having servants yeah um i think he likes uh he likes things that are winking towards the real life as well he's mm-hmm. like oh that's a nice homage like, right yeah he, i think he likes he that loves too. films with homages yeah i know yeah that's why we've done so many of them like we've tried yeah. to pitch him so many of them uh, but i think like you know uh I, I think this might be decent a decent idea yeah so we, I feel like maybe we should try to like sort of follow, um, not necessarily the same exact story as Twelve Years a Slave, but oh, sort of something. Yeah, I feel it similar to it in the way. So then, like, with the car dealer, is it then that he he gets trapped in a contract like us, or is it? Yeah, or is it like he he willingly enters the contract? Well, you know what I'm 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 pretty upset about this about the Nosferatu not working. Right. Uh, that I'm willing to like sort of poke poke his eye a little bit. Oh. And have it be that this guy gets stuck in the contract with that like sort of like we did. So, so what does he walk into the car dealership and then they're like, mm-hmm. well, you're Ooh, a, you know what it is? <laughs> you're a car salesman now. I think I figured it out. What? It's one of those hands-on-a-hard-body contests. <laughs> oh, God. Like, he thinks he's going to win a car. Uh-uh. No, you just win. The a, ability to this, be a car salesman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like... Um, is it like the weird, like... Uh, well, I mean, I think... Fortune teller from Big? The the, the great Zondo like, or whatever? <laughs> 
that weird fortune teller yeah, yeah. What, machine. What, but what does that have to do with it? Oh no, nothing. I was you just th- he's just in the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking like that's where the contract is. Like, oh, oh, maybe I'll get like a fortune, and then like he, you know, or the, it's along the same things where it's like, oh, maybe I'll win a prize. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And there then, it like, is. The, there it is. Yeah. The, the fortune teller is like, ding, 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 ding. He's got like a little hand out, like, right? Point at the thing, and then he's um, like, it lands on. <laughs> 12 years of car sales. Yeah, yeah. 12-year contract. Right, 12-year contract. And he's like, oh, that means like I get a car for 12 years. So he thinks it's a lease. Right. And so he goes in and he signs the contract without even, like, he's like, he signs the contract. He's like, all right, like, where's my car? And they're like, what? There's lots of cars. You got to go. You got to go sell those cars. (laughs) Also, you're not well-dressed for your first day of work. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, okay, let's go back. Um, right. So we have to start at the beginning here um, before he ever gets to the car dealership. So so who is this man that is so down on his luck that he is trapped into being well, I mean, a car salesman? Well, I feel like you have to, okay, so you have to have like, um, like a real like Willie Loman, like death of a salesman type. Oh, God. Like, but not, not. <laughs> But not the same, not the same, not the same kind of like contemplative person that oh, he okay, is. Oh, okay, yeah. Not, like he's not aware of his situation. He's not sitting there like pontificating about like, oh, woe is me, the, you know, Yeah, horrible. he's got to take the pipe into his mouth. No, he's and... just, he's just like, this is just a fucking schlubby idiot who kind of like <laughs> fucked up his life because he's just, he just never rose above what he, like to what he oh. should have done or anything like that. Ooh. Um, so then, uh, uh. Maybe you want to do a professor because a lot of prof- a lot of colleges are getting rid of their professors now. Yeah, they're in especially well, they're getting rid of their tenure, so that that's oh. the big thing. Like that, they'll still have professor. Like they'll have they'll be a professor. Mm-hmm. They just won't be guaranteed their job, you know, because right. they're looking for cheaper, younger, whatever. You know, what I mean, right? So, well, yeah, I mean, um, like they can just take the fresh college grad because they were just in those classes, right? So they know what's going on. Exactly. Clearly, they're equipped to teach people because they've studied a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't. But that's th- what I don't doing. think Keg Stevens qualifies as studying. What if? What if you're in the brewery program? Ooh, whoa! Yeah, see. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that was quite a rivaling repast. So. <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, but this guy, like, he's because you can't really reflect in movies the a lot of times the reality of a situation right because people won't give a shit a lot you know, right. usually like if you said like the english professor is losing his tenure like they're like oh i don't care i don't read anyway you know right. what i mean like look what's he what could he teach me anyway right um and i'm i'm using that voice because it exemplifies to me uh you're a basic movie going person yeah that, that's that's about their the demeanor like the person who's gonna just like go out and watch a movie just cause you know right. what I mean like they, it's their Friday night or whatever. Why do Why do I care about this person? Right, you don't. That's right. the thing uh, because they see that person as an elite. Like, you oh. know what I mean. So you need somebody who they think it's funny they're losing their job. Right. So in my mind, uh, most most of them would think that anybody who pursues like musical arts is yeah. an idiot. Yeah, um, or arts in general—that's what they, they art, perceive as useless. Or art know? history. Yes, or art history, or especially like music history. <laughs> um, 
I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm saying that people yeah, that, no, see, <laughs> that would see an English professor as an elite would think that someone who pursued the arts for a career was an asshole. Right. Like, and that's not the case, but that's they're what they th- would think. They're just thinking like that music major is just trapped in their room, just yeah, banging just like, spoons on a oh, pot. Oh, look at him, man. He, he don't even fucking contribute shit to society. He's just a hitting fucking, you know. Yeah. He, he's hitting spoons on his pot. Right. Look at that. Look so at you that have to sad make, man. You have to make this guy as like sad as possible oh, and God. niche as possible. So, okay, like, so- <laughs> you know, like something like he studies a specific... A specific drum? Yeah, like a specific drum and is the major in that like that and he and he only has like three people in his class because nobody else is like taking this shit. Okay. But for, but he's been there for so long, like they gave him tenure, uh for whatever because okay, he, maybe at one point he, he like helped run the band program for the football right. team. Like you know, and then whatever. there's no more football team, so right. they don't yeah. need a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's like a shitty school. So <laughs> he's uh he's an Let's just let's think up of a country then. Ecuador. Okay. So it's like a Ecuadorian like drum history major. Yeah. D- drum history professor. What's what's a good what's a drum? Let's just look up drums from Ecuador. Uh, this is going to take a while cuz of our dial up, but uh I don't like think the cannabis drum, whatever that is. I don't know. That was the yeah. first thing that comes up. I think that's actually a brand. Oh, it is. Oh, well. That's upsetting to me. Oh, traditional music. Well, this is just taking a long, you know. Wow, yeah. Um, uh, pas, Pasakale. Yeah, and Yarabi. Yarabi. Uh, so that was a folk song. The latter being similar to a flute. Hmm. Well, let's just do. Let's just do Pascal. He's a Pascale drum major. He's okay. a sorry. He's a Pascale drum history professor. Okay. Yes. So this is so niche that your normal person is going to be like, "Well, of course What's he lost the, his job." Right. <laughs> of course. Like if all I knew about was manifolds on nineteen seventy two Ford Escorts, I'd lose my <laughs> fucking job too. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> the weirdest piece of esoteric knowledge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he, so does he like he? He just yeah, it's just a sad dude. No one goes to his class. He a has no students. No. Uh, B he goes home, and he just uh, he only eats cans of beans. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. He yeah. doesn't have any other food. Yeah. He just doesn't even rich. have a, a knife to open the can of beans with. He has to use a sharp rock. Yeah, that he found on the street. Just smacks him against it. Right, he has like his blinds are like decaying. Yeah. Uh, also, the everything is a weird shade of brown inside of his mm. apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, he just uh, he he opens his can of beans every night very slowly with the sharp. But then rock. he uses that can of beans after he eats it as his ashtray because yeah. he just stays up smoking cigarettes. Because that's why everything's brown in his apartment. Right, it's just covered and fucking. <laughs> Tar from a cigarette, just constantly chain smoking, yeah. and then he watches uh, an old uh, cathode monitor TV. Yeah, like one of the, yeah, that like it's like two channels because there's no way it could right. anything else. Right, he gets uh, he gets the Home Shopping Network, yeah, and then he also gets uh, a another channel that's only like late night infomercials. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Discovery Channel. 
Because really, that's all they are is uh, infomercials now. Yeah, and then in, and in that, um, so, so we see him like for a couple of days, like it, it, the first time, like when he's in the apartment, like you, like you're just, it's kind of like a montage, but right. not really, just like back and forth. You show him in class, and it's like a nice, like upbeat song, even though you know, like he's yeah. probably just like dying inside. Mm-hmm. Just like do 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 do, just like, and he's just like him, and he's like in his underwear and like chain smoking, yeah. and then he's like walking to class, and he gets like egged right. by one of the students, yeah. and then he just he walks into class, his assigned time to make his class, uh, and nobody shows up because he has no students. Well, there's one, there's one student. Oh, there. okay, yeah, there's and one student. It's Pete Davidson. Oh, okay, okay, yes, yeah. So there's one student. It's Pete Davidson. And he he loves his teacher. Um, who's the teacher, by the way? Who plays the teacher? Paul Giamatti. Okay. I mean, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look, who's the yeah. I, the funniest person to see get hit with an egg is Paul Giamatti. The funniest person to watch eat a can of beans <laughs> and just chain smoke friggin' Lucky Strikes or whatever is Paul Yo, Giamatti. Yeah, with the filter nicked off. Yeah. Like watching Paul Giamatti just break, like have mental breakdown after mental breakdown. Like that's and also Paul Giamatti seems like he's like already there oh. in life. You know, I'm sure he's a very nice man, yeah. but but in movies and things like that, he always seems like he's just about done yeah. doing any of this shit. Also, he he smokes so much that he literally uh, so he can't buy the filterless Lucky Strikes because they're too expensive. Yeah. So he buys the Lucky Strikes and he twists, twists the, the filter, filter off. Yeah. yeah, of course he does. Because he just can't, you know, he just can't do it. He so just... he's, so you're, you, you, yeah, Pete Davidson loves him. And he's like, but he's also like, I don't know, maybe, you know, what's his deal? Why is he there? Oh, just because he, uh, he. Oh, no, that's the thing. He's not even in that class. He oh, just loves he's, him. So he he's comes and hangs it. out with him. Yeah. He's auditing yeah. the class. He's just like, uh, J- J- Jimmy, why do you even chill up here? Right. You know, like. He's like, hey, teach. Yeah. And it's like, then, I'm not even your teacher. Yeah. You don't have to call me that. I'm not your teacher. I'm not anybody's teacher. Um, and he's like, oh, why don't you just play the, play the, uh, whatever. It's the Pascal drum. Yeah, play it. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, it didn't work out for me. I'm not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> and then that, like, and then he walks over to the desk, and there's a, like a. Okay, so before that, actually, before right. he goes back to class and sees Pete Davidson there, mm-hmm. um, oh, he gets... on the on the night on the when he's watching TV uh, on the Discovery Channel, he sees a commercial for a local car dealership that's doing a prize giveaway. Right, I like that. And you come and you uh, get you. It's like a t- the tickets like. Five dollars or something right. like that. And you could win a free car and other prizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like a bunch and it shows the guy with the... Yeah. So uh, the Zoltan machine, the basically. Zol- yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, but then, okay, so then now he's in the class with Pete Davidson and he's okay. like, yeah, he sees they... on the desk there's a letter for him. Mm. And he opens it on his desk. There's a letter for him. He opens it and it says that he's that they're not going to need his services anymore. Like right. they're dropping his tenure. He's not going to be... You know, there anymore after that, right? And you know, he basically just <laughs> breaks down, right? <crying>. Oh man! <laughs> you know, because it's uh, what can he do? Right? Yeah, you know, nothing's going his way. Nothing's ever going his way. Oh man! Um, so, okay, so so he has a breakdown and he gets like real drunk, and then it's the next morning, 
and just, as, or no, so he's uh, he's chain smoking he, at night. Well, he eats his beans, then he pours a bunch of whiskey into the bean can. He's right. drinking out of the bean can. There we go. Um, he and these, and I also want to say these are Heinz beans. Yeah. These aren't normal like Bush's good baked beans. No, these are just your run of the mill cheap Heinz beans. And also, we we need that Heinz money for the right. product shot for this. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Heinz beans there at the beginning. So. The UK will love this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they will. Yeah, that's what we're really shooting for. That's right. Um, so he, 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 so, he, like you see him and he's just up and like doing that. But like uh, he sees the commercial again. Yeah, he sees it again. And he's like, all right, all right. Like, you know, basically he like sort of drunkenly decides he's going to do it. Right. Um, so he goes down there to sleep out in front to be the first one in line. Yes, absolutely. The first person in line because his luck's going to change that day. Right. He's like, well, maybe I can get a car. And then like if I get a car, I could maybe sell it. Yeah, or, and like, I'll have some money. I can maybe go yeah, do buy some thing. more beans. Yeah. It can afford my rent, you know that kind of stuff. No, just beans. Just beans. <laughs> okay, that's fine. He's um, like, I don't, I don't even care if I have a house. I just want more beans. That's fine. With me. <laughs> if that's yeah, well, also it makes sense because he's real drunk. So that's what you right. would do when you're drunk, like you know. I don't um, even care if I have a house or a car. I just want more <laughs> beans. More I'm gonna go down and I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win this car. I'm gonna get those beans. <laughs> so then he goes down there, and like, there's all these people waiting to like. You show him the next morning, and he like wakes up, but they all like just assume he's just a homeless guy, right? So they're in front of him, yeah. And he's like, "What? What's going on here? I I waited all night for this." And they're like, "They're like, what are you talking? About? Like, you're just a hobo. homeless guy. Yeah, get out of here." And he's like, and they kind of push him a little bit because, you know, it's Paul Giamatti. What right. just like, fuck him. Just push him. Um, <laughs> I th- and I think at that point, uh, uh, the owner comes. I was like, wait, wait. And, oh, and of yeah. course, the owner is played by but Daniel Day-Lewis, the, the, play, yeah, the Phantom the Thread. Yeah. Um, if you don't know, we... Uh, own the rights to Daniel Day-Lewis? Well, technically our... Well, sorry, our um, malefactor. T.J. Uh, yeah. Moneybags yeah. owns the rights to Daniel Day-Lewis. Not not just like his likeness or, or Everything something. About him. He his owns the person that is Daniel Day-Lewis. Ugh. So um, so we have, contra- in our contract, we're obligated to put him in every film that we pitch. And he always has to be playing his character, the Phantom Thread from the movie, the Phantom, Phantom Thread. Thread. Yeah. So he's like, wait, wait, my old so-and-sos. Everyone's welcome here. And he like, he like yeah. does this like weird, like gesture. He, like he just barely moves his fingers and yeah. he's like waving him forward with his hand outstretched. Just... And then he puts his hand on his back and he's like, he's like, you look like you've been having a hard night. He's like, you waited all night. I saw you on the security cameras, my old so-and-so. <laughs> And, yes, yes, and he's yes, like, yes, he's yes, like yes, yes, now yes. I know that you were first in line. So, and then he's like, and just like to like sort of share that he's not, I mean, obviously it's not, it's not nice that he watched him on the security cameras right. to come out and help him. <laughs> but also he comes in, he's like, he's like, do you have your $5? Because <laughs> he, no matter what, he's still a salesman. Oh, yeah. And he, he needs he that wants fucking that $5. Money. So... <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's right here. And he pulls it's it like, out of his pocket. It's like covered in bean juice. <laughs> but David D. Lewis, like, almost like, like oh, yeah. grabs like, it out like, of his like, hand. Like, like, uh, like Ian McDermott in fucking like Lord of the Rings. When right, he he's turns, like, bah! When he, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> when he turns into friggin' like Gollum, Gollum. almost. <laughs> yeah. And he like grabs it and like follow Giamatti like he's like what? And then like the money's gone yeah. and, and then Daniel Lewis is fine again. He's yeah. just. He's just calm so, and serene, and, and he's like, he's like straightening out the dollar, and like, also like crumpling off the bean juice. Yeah, right. And he's like, follow, <laughs> follow me, my old so and so. Yeah, so he takes out the machine, this Zoltan-like machine, right. and it sort of does bear a resemblance to the one from Big, right. except that instead he just has a big outstretched arm that has a giant column next to it with all these things written on right. it. Right, and there's like little red lights next to the one so you are so you know which one you get for sure. Right, and one of them just says 12-year contract. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of shit. There's like, like $10,000, right. there's like a new car... The, uh, there's vacation like, to Aruba or some shit. No, no, I think that yeah. So what, I, what if it's vacation to Ecuador? What, vacation, yeah, vacation to Ecuador. I think would be good. But there's also like really shitty ones. Like you get a bag of circus peanuts, or you. Well, of course, because it's supposed to be like a fun atmosphere right. sort of uh, thing. Or, but there's also like really weird ones. Like uh, you get uh, a bowl made of butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know, like yeah. these people. Co- uh, coffee anima. Coffee. You get three free coffee, coffee animas, animas, yeah. Courtesy of the refreshment station right. inside. <laughs> yeah, it's not even at like a spa or anything like that. Um, <laughs> uh, you get uh, two free test test drives. Yeah, which is weird. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just like a bunch of like strange things on there, right. but also like normal things too. But it like it seems like it's a fun event, right? So there's like fifty of these like options. Yeah. So and so you have to pull the handle and whatever it lands on, that's what you get. So Paul Giamatti grips the handle, mm-hmm. and he grips it and rips it, and then the 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 hand starts going up and down, and he thinks it's gonna land on the vacation to Ecuador. Yeah. But it stops short on twelve year contract. And then Daniel is like, oh, and he like begins That's like very, very softly one. clapping, yeah. like no sound. Yeah. It's like one of those no right. sound claps. Yeah. Right. He's also, in my mind, wearing like almost a pastel suit, but he doesn't have a yeah. suit jacket on. It's just draped over his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and then, he, so he has a pastel suit and then he has a plaid shirt on. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, but like a real light plaid. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's white with the lines. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's very excited about this right. because like, he oh, now knows what yes. we don't know as the audience that this man is about to enter into his world, his oh, dominion, <laughs> his fucking um, mouse maze with the cheese. Uh, yes. You know. So he's like, well, my old so-and-so enjoy, go inside and we'll get you all set. Yeah. And uh, there, you know, he goes inside and he's like, I got the 12 year contract. I got the 12 year contract. And everybody's just like, like, oh. Yeah, and like he can't wait because he thinks that it's like he gets a car for twelve years, right? And they they like put the thing in front of him, and they're like, "Are you sure you want this?" Yeah, there's no way that we can get you or I us can get out of it. And he's like, "Of course I want it!" Like, yeah. are you crazy? Why wouldn't I want it? Yeah. And then he's, and then he signs, and then uh, out of nowhere, Daniel Day Lewis comes and he stamps, stamps it. it. Yeah. He, notar- <laughs> he, he immediately yeah, notarizes like, no, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "Well, <laughs> my old so and so." Yeah. And, Let and, me show you to your prize. And right. then he takes him like out the back door, 
and walks him out to the shed. Right. And so there are other salespeople living in the shed because all the salespeople live mm-hmm. in the shed behind the dealership. Yeah. And there, uh, we have a cameo by Alex Baldwin yeah. chained up to the radiator in the room because he's gone crazy, but he still has to stay there because his uh, contract hasn't finished. Right. Um, and he's like, uh, you know, Danny Lewis, uh, you know, he's like, make yourself at home, choose a bunk, choose a corner. I don't care. And then he's like, and then he like snaps to one of the other salespeople, and he's like, show, uh, show our new, show our new hire the, you know, the ropes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, Paul Giamatti is, like, very shook at this person. He's like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. And he, so he goes to get some coffee. <laughs> and then Alex Baldwin uh, launches into his Glenn yeah. Gary, uh, Gary Ross. Yeah, Glenn, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Oh, sorry. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, coffee is for closer speech. Right. Um, and he's, you know, put that coffee down. Yeah, that's always a crowd pleaser, so we yeah. wanted to include it in here. But also, it's hilarious because he's stuck to a radiator. <laughs> There's clearly no way he could stop him from getting the coffee. Right. But Paul Giamatti is such a fucking spineless dweeb in this movie. Right. He just can't do anything for himself. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know what's going right. on. And then right. he's like, you're a good guy. Fuck you. Go home and play with your kids. Yeah. Oh, wait, you can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then... Uh, he he's like you don't under, you, you don't know what's going on here, and then he like gives him like the rundown of like what right. happens, but he's only he's doing it in that same Alec Baldwin from right that the, movie. the cadence yeah yeah, <laughs> and he tells him like basically like oh you have to sell or you know bad things happen you like bad it. things happen on this car lot uh, you know <laughs> and uh, he's like sell sell why I've never sold anything in my life you know well, then you better learn yeah <laughs> and so. Um, you go forward from there. I'm trying to think I, of like I, other I, I, people who could be in. I definitely want him to say, with the leads you got, I could go out on that lot and sell five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like leads, I, and he's just lost his right, mind. Right? Like, he's just like the yeah. leads are good. The le- <laughs> we paid good money yeah, for those I leads. I, I don't even have any. I don't know what leads you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Then he's just like shaking his head. He's yeah. just like you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's like one other guy in there who is like sort of a kindly man, right? Who like wants to like be like you know he comes up and is like don't listen to him he's he'll Ooh. you know is it um, Al Pacino? Yes, it is. Yes, it should be. There anyway. we go. It's Al Pacino. He's the nice guy. He's like listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't listen to him. He doesn't know what he's talking about anymore. He hasn't sold a car in two years. <laughs> We're gonna get you a nice car salesman. We're not we're gonna be great. Yeah. He takes him over to like this bureau where they have like clothes and stuff, right. but it's all like like shitty polyester suits. <laughs> so it's all suits it's suits from the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even on. though it's set now. Right. Like, oh, but yeah. it is all yeah. And um also no salesperson is younger than the age of forty. Oh, God, no. no. They're all in their 50s, 60s. Many of Man. them, it's like... <laughs> they're 80s. We're talking about, like, we have to get, like, much older actors at this yeah. point. So, like, Christopher Plummer's over there. Michael Caine's <laughs> in this thing. Um, you the know. body of uh, Henry Fonda. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he doesn't have, like, any lines. He's just he's asleep in one of the bunks. Or he's just laying in one of the bunks. No, like, no, no, no. You he, just know he's there. He's, uh, no... He's the employee of the month, and he's in the coffin <laughs> in the showroom, yeah. and it just says employee of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That guy's been working here forever. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> he somehow is employee of the year every year. Right. So, you wouldn't believe it, but he actually makes a lot of sales. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and it's, and it's, it's actually the, like he, he does only because Dan, or because the Phantom Thread is that's a psychological game he uses on them. Right. Like, like where it's like, well, why can't you be as good it's as Henry? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, I also, I also want a, uh, a short sequence where, you know, they roll Henry Fond out in his coffin, you know, standing up, and uh, he, you know, like the person is interacting, is like, I really want this car. Would you go for this on it? And then Henry Fond, of course, is a corpse, so he doesn't respond. Yeah, and they're like, and it's like it's watching the customer person just talk themselves into everything, <laughs> right? But for some reason, the gravitas of Henry Fonda's corpse. <laughs> It's like making them do like, <laughs> right? Exactly. So they're like, but like, I can't. Like, you want to go up? No, fifty thousand for this car right. is not like is not sixty. Yeah, and it's like a Toyota Corolla. Right. <laughs> sixty. All right, sixty thousand dollars. Wait, do I get anything extra? Nothing extra. All right. Well, put that in too. How much is that? <laughs> And then, and then it's like, I'll take it from here. Yeah. Like, Sorry. Yeah. And yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis comes. He's like, oh, thank you, my yeah. good boy. Yeah. And then <laughs> they wheel him back away. Right. But he still gets, uh, he gets the credit for the sale. Right. Of course he does. It goes up on the board. Right. Um, <laughs> God. But, oh, the, but what's weird. Okay. So what, what's funny, at least in this part, is that even though Paul Giamatti is overwhelmed by what's happening because he didn't realize he signed a contract. Right. Um, there's a strange moment that happens for him because he actually is like okay with this right because this he belongs life, now well yeah but because this life is so much better than his <laughs> oh, previous God. life like he gets like there's one part where like they feed them and it's right. not just beans it's like they get like a little like a, a it's crust like, of bread as it's well it's like a shit no it's like they they have to eat like shitty car salesmen eat so like you've been in like those like the the areas like it's like it's like they get like shitty like Bologna sandwiches and no, ch- like no, no. It's uh, it's chips and stuff. Well, Daniel Day Lewis wants to save as much money as possible, so he, there's an airport nearby, and he gets all of the old airport mm-hmm. meals. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. they reheat them is. for right. him. Yeah, and they have like a little lunch room, but like Paul Giamatti just thinks this is great. Right, like, he's like, this is the best food I've yeah. ever had, and like everyone was like, whoa, like. And then like he goes out and uh, also uh, I want the shack to. Uh, be like just an old timey shack. Like there's, there's holes between the boards. There's no oh, yeah. heating. Like, there's no cooling. Yeah, even like though the there's wind, a radiator, the there's wind, no heating. No, cooling. the the wind blows. It just like blows through the windows. There's right. no pl- panes of glass in the windows or anything. It is just like a fucking old ass like wooden shack. Like you would find out in the middle of the woods somewhere. Right. Um. But he like loves it because it's better than his old house. Um. You know, because that place was also like, right, and he doesn't have to pay rent here. So you know what's you know what's better than this. So <laughs> you 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 see him like for some reason start to like excel at this profession <laughs> for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and this vexes the shit out of the Phantom Thread. No, no, no. I think the Phantom Thread. Oh, you think lo- he likes? He it? loves it. He's just like he like he's he's vexed at first, but then he like sees the numbers. 
that Paul starts doing. He's like, ooh, and then he turns to Henry Fonda's corpse, and he's like, ooh, look like old boy's got some company. Or co- okay, sorry, some uh, some competition. Yeah. Or like, looks like th- this old dog better get out there and hunt. And then he like pushes him up, like, and he just like slams into the. It's the showroom floor from the second story. Yeah. And then some guy's standing there like, uh, it just goes 75,000. <laughs> and then like after, after that bit, like Paul Giamatti like clutches his fist and he's like, Henry. yeah, like, oh, yeah. And so I guess from there, uh, because he's like excelling at it, he, he gets the idea in his head that maybe, maybe because this is something he's actually good at yeah like is there a way that he can do it forever well i was wondering is it that or or does he like try to get out of the contract i think like buy his way out of it but then like yeah do you think that the ending should be real weird and he actually is like okay he never wanted out of it in the first place so let's let we'll we'll get to that when we when we (laughs) let's let's continue with the story sure so i think so after like the first year, he like he like just does so good. He does so good that year. he's allowed to live in one of the offices in the building. Oh yeah, so yeah, he 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 makes a better life for himself. But there's also like because of that, like Al Pacino and Alec Baldwin oh, don't they like hate him now. Him, yeah, they, well, especially Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin isn't allowed to leave the shack. No, no, he's lost his mind long ago. And How yet... is he supposed to make any sales from the shack? Right. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of the anti-Henry in that way. That right. he he wants to do all these things, but he clearly he is terrible and he can't do it. I do want there to be also a confrontation between Paul Giamatti's character and Alec Baldwin, where Paul Giamatti is standing over him, just like sipping Sip coffee. The coffee, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> looks like I'm a closer. Yeah, <laughs> look what I got. Give me that coffee. I'm sorry. Coffee is for closers only. Right. Yeah, he turns it on him. Oh, right. man. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that idea. Um, okay, so wait. So then at that point, he doesn't even want out of the contract mm. then. Well, yeah, I mean, but it's they... his first year. He's doing great. Like, everyone, like, the boss loves him. So he gets all these perks. He's not allowed to leave the lot. But... So does is this does this turn into Al Pacino and Alec Baldwin hatch a plan to try and frame him for something? Or like fuck up his sales, um, or I, I think, but I want it to go almost a different way. So I, or is, I, I know a young buck comes in, okay, uh, and younger by five years, young buck. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, who it could be. Um, hmm. Who's the? Hmm. Can't be Joe Pesci. Um, it must be like um, somebody like like. <laughs> Like Oliver Platt. <laughs> Jeez. I was thinking John Hamm. Well, no, but he's too young and good looking. Like, he, you can't have no, no, him. That's, that's the thing. Like, he's like 50 now. That's true. But so, yeah, that's the issue is like, he's young. He's good looking. He talks well. Yeah. And that's why he's like, he comes in and he just like destroys. Like every time Paul's trying to make a sale, John jumps in. And he's like, actually, you want to look at this one. Okay. And people are like, well, he doesn't look like he's dying. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. But of course, uh, Henry, of course, is still the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> well, of course, he can't be. Un- yeah. Right. He's okay, undefeatable. So, okay. I, I, so, so he, this young guy comes in, John mm-hmm. Hamm, <laughs> uh, comes in, and 
is basically like uh, he starts taking sales from him. Uh, the like Paul Giamatti's character gets put back out into the shed. Right. Um, this guy's taken over the office. So this is actually like a, another year in. Yes. Um, so this is the second year. Yeah. And um, he ends up like, and now the and now Phantom Thread is always mad at him. Right. He's like, Paul, why can't you do your job? Yeah. And he's sort of like uh, become like. And he can't, he's not allowed to drink the coffee anymore. Right, because he's not a closer. Yeah. But yeah. Al, Al Pacino is always like in the middle. He's like, he's never the greatest, but he's never the worst, right. but he can always drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, so I think that that's the way things go for like a few years. Yeah. Uh, and then something happens like where. Maybe John Hamm's character gets like, I think he dies. Yeah, he just he just dies. So he's in the middle of a sale, and he dies. Right. And uh, he has a heart attack because he's old. And uh, and you know, Phantom is like, "What am I going to do now? My number two just died." And then he's like, and he like gets angry, and he does like the "We'll fight them at the beaches" speech. <laughs> <laughs> For all of the. Uh, Churchill's fight them at the beaches speech. Fight them, you know, we'll fight them on the right, fairgrounds. But, but he's like trying, like, it's but we'll sell, all you know, we'll ca- sell them on analogies. the beaches. Yeah. We will sell them on the beaches. We'll sell them in the cities. Yeah. And then to like, you know, round them up. And I think at one point, one of these salespeople should go to the other one and was like, well, Henry's dead. Why don't they just prop him up like John? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Pop John up like Henry. Yeah, and then, and then like know. the other one's like, Henry's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty fucking clear that he is, but um, but now that John Ham's gone, there's a there's now a vacuum there, right? And and That's... in order, and here's okay, here's what I think. In order to fill that vacuum, uh, Phantom Thread decides that an interesting thing to do would be to release Alec Baldwin from the radiator. Ooh. And allow him to sell again against uh, Paul Giamatti. Yes. So now there's a. I want him like as he gets up from the radiator, like he does like that weird like flexing thing, like yeah. that kind of move, <laughs> foo movies do, and he's just got like a rippling back, like exactly. just <laughs> like heat's radiating off of him, like he's. He has like weird kung fu like tai chi moves that he does as he gets up from the radiator. Right, he like he like he like does the thing from like Bloodsport where he, he dips his hand in different things, but he comes out and he has like some like a pinky ring on one and like a gold watch and then right. like like a wedding ring on, but he's not married no, because of not. but it's a way for him to sell and he knows all the tricks because he used to. Um, he do was it. You know, he, he was, was the, the best. best. Yeah. yeah. Before um, Henry Fonda came through. Right, exactly. He was the best. So they start selling, and, and it's a frenzy. Like, him mm-hmm. and Paul Giamatti are always selling. They sell tons of cars I want, um, over I, the next few years. They, they become weirdly, like, friends in a way. I also want Alec Baldwin to be a polyglot. So he knows literally every language. Oh yeah, that's the, so he's yeah. making sales in Mandarin. He's making sales in like. Oh, I, I think you don't. Uh, I, I think I have a good a good thing though here is you don't you don't um uh, reveal that until later. So here you have like a few 
it's a it's a couple years where everything's great, right? Uh, where they're like selling a lot, and like both of them live in an office in the building, right? Henry's still beating the shit out of them, of course, <laughs> but they're getting closer, right? But I I wanted to be like leagues and bounds ahead, like he's still like fifty oh, percent. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, absolutely, like yeah, like for every car they sell, he sells like six. Um, just every day, just like doing six deals at once, like and, and so this is the thing is that the uh, that Phantom Thread says that Henry is retiring. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is how you end the movie. Right, basically, yeah, yeah. is is he says that Phantom Thread's retiring, and someone, one of them, one of the other salesmen, can take his place in the <laughs> coffin. That's goddamn right. So wait no 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 I don't <laughs> in the coffin really like or is it yeah. just like he's no I think he's just retiring it's just uh, also uh, Henry I think I think Henry has the best office like yeah. he has he, oh so, yeah, yeah of course he does so, it's right next to the Phantom Threads right office. exactly and the, but Henry just looks out over the showroom floor constantly when he's not making sales yeah and then for some reason like. Phantom Thread knows when to push him down, you know, and he makes, uh, yeah. you know, he makes sales. But I think Henry, in fact, should retire. <laughs> and at the end of his retirement party, they literally just nail up <laughs> the boards in front of his coffin <laughs> and ship him off. Well, no, I was the reason why I was saying that it should be that someone takes his place in the coffin is because this, this is like the Phantom Thread because he's. A deranged uh, fucking yeah. Maniac. No, absolutely. If you, you know, want to do it that way, I'm a hundred percent. But what's down. but this is the thing is that what I thought would be even funnier is that like he's literally not dead the entire time. Yeah, exactly. He releases him, and then he gets out of the coffin, and he's like, "All right, I'll see you yeah. guys later." No, no, no. Actually, I like that a whole lot <laughs> because, because his contract's up; he can go. Right, now. exactly. It's been up for years. He's just stayed around because he's really good at the job or whatever. I do no. Actually, I love that so much more. Henry has not been dead the entire time. No, it's a fucking thing that the Phantom Thread did to him. Like, there's some thing that he does. Like, no, I don't no, know. No. What I think. Is. I think. Oh, was, you think he's just the no, easy one? He, he just did that because he's like. It's the easiest way to sell cars. Yeah, it's the secret. That's the okay. That's what you get. Right. When 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 you when you get to become the next the best salesman, he gives you that coffin. That's the way. The... It's like the it's like the fucking leads in Glen Gary Glen Ross. It's the same thing. <laughs> oh wow! So I think that well, I, I almost also... <laughs> think Alec Baldwin deserves the leads. He deserves those leads. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, I think, well, do you think, okay, so you think it should just be a horrifying downer of an ending where Paul Giamatti loses. Yeah. And <laughs> because he's always been a loser, he'll be a loser forever. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's fine with me. I didn't know if you wanted to go nice, like happy, or if you no, wanted no, to No, no, just... no, no, We're doing Glenn Garrett, Glenn Ross ending. So you think, okay, this is the thing. Uh, um, Henry is retiring. Yeah, they have you're, a, they have a coming, party. You're coming... Ooh. Also, sorry, I keep going back to it, but at the party they put a they put a party hat on him. Oh, of course, yeah, one hundred percent they do. Yeah, you you're not joking about that. That is and then getting they, in there. They put like uh, one of those like blow thing that you know, like the the tongues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They put one of those in his mouth, and like there's no breathing at all. No, not so not in the least. No one ever sees him move. Just you know. Phantom Thread is like, all right, Henry's feeling very tired now. He's going to go to bed. Yeah. And then tomorrow we'll all say goodbye to him. And then when he says goodbye, like he's like, all right, guys, nice to see yeah, you. Like, and every, literally, <laughs> yeah. 
And but the thing is, is like only Paul. And then the weird guy, the weird two guys that we said in the background earlier, like like the other guy leans over and says, "See, I told you he wasn't fucking dead." <laughs> no, no, no. I actually only want the dude who said he was dead, Paul Giamatti, and Alec Baldwin to be surprised that he's not dead. Okay. Everyone else, yeah, yeah, okay. One hundred percent thought that he was like, like all right, see you. Yeah, yeah they like, like they knew. They're like, yeah, bon yeah. voyage, good luck. You know, all that kind they of were stuff. like, of course he's not dead. I remember when he came in. Like they're yeah. like. Okay, well, this, okay, so he, he leaves, and I think mm-hmm. this is how you, you finish this out, and it's kind of, kind of a, like, it'll be like a full circle thing. Right. Is that they, he, he, the Phantom Thread announces that their contracts are about to be up, that they mm-hmm. are allowed to leave, but here was the ultimate thing of the contract, and this is his true control over them, is that once the contract is up, uh, only one of them can be take Henry's place. The other yeah. one can never sell cars again. <laughs> oh, I like that. And that's his whole like thing, you know. Yeah, he's a fucking the real monkey paw of a yeah. situation. Like. So, so Paul Giamatti's like, well, I'm not going back to my old life, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and of course, Alec Baldwin's like, I'm not going back to the fucking radiator because whether or not he wants to or not, right. that's his life. Like, if he can't sell cars, he's getting chained up to something, right, a radiator exactly. somewhere, because um, he's nuts. And so that's when you have the montage of like them selling cars back and forth and the yeah. scoreboard going up. And then there's one point where like a foreign person comes, like a person from another country who only speaks their single languages. Yes. Then you then like. That like Paul G. is like, well, I just don't know what to do. And then Alec Baldwin smiles at him and then starts talking in Mandarin. Right. Yeah. So like, and it's like real fucked up. Yeah. And then you just keep like having like the scoreboard go up. And then like on the last day, they're tied. Right. And it's the last moment before they close at nine o'clock. It's like 855. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, does the, fa- I want like the Phantom Thread to buy a car from his own lot. Do you think that should happen, or should Pete Davidson come in and still yep. buy a car from Alec Yeah, Baldwin? there we go. That's then, the one. And this is the way you do it, is that he's like, he, um, he's like, Pete, why, why wouldn't you buy a car from me? And then he's like, he's like, because you, you're a fucking drum teacher, and this guy's a car salesman. <laughs> oh, my God. And he farts. Yo, yeah. And then the movie ends. <laughs> Well, no, and then like, no. and then it's like that's the car he sells, and then Alec Baldwin, of course, like you see him ascending into the coffin via <laughs> uh, magic. Um, <laughs> just... the, uh, the Phantom Thread is doing the same thing he did at the beginning. The Paul Giamatti, like with his hand on his back, and they're oh, walking yeah. out. And then he takes him and just throws him out in the street. <laughs> he's very kind for like a minute while they're walking to the door. Right. Then Pete Davidson pulls off the lot, and he's like, he's like. Pete, can I can I at least get a ride and like you know and he gives them a ride back to his old shitty apartment, which apparently still is like he's still been paying rent on. Yeah, because uh, well, the Phantom Thread does that. Because, oh, okay. Yeah. Because of the contract, because he's like, oh, I'm going to send them back to their old life. That's his whole thing. He <laughs> likes to exile people back like into their old lives, because um, he's a fucking maniac. Good you know, God. who owns the car dealership for people. <laughs> Uh, but, oh, also in front of the car dealership, there's a statue of the Phantom Thread. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's because he's a fucking megalom, like he's an egomaniac, and it's yeah. like twelve feet tall. Yes. 
Oh, 100%. It's, it might be even bigger, bigger than that. Bigger, yeah. bigger. It's like, he, it's like um, you know, the signs in front? Yeah. He's like holding the sign up. He, there we go. It's that big. It's like 30 feet tall, and he's holding like the sign for the dealership up. <laughs> so you can see it through, through from town. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, town everywhere around, it. yeah. And that's the thing is like Paul Giamatti can see it through his window in his apartment. Oh, wow. Which is even worse. Dude, that's great. Yeah. And it's just him back eating beans. You know, real sad. Yeah, just and, uh, two lonely beans. And he gets, and then like at the end, a, a, a <laughs> envelope falls through the door, and it's just that he can have his job back as the fucking teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he loves like being a salesman so much because yeah. he's good at it. Yeah, and he was never any like, good at being will, a teacher. This will just kill him. Like it's all full circle back to he's yes. just back in his old shitty Heinz beating. Chain smoking life. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. See, there you go. That's the way you do it right there. There we go. Um, honestly, I think that's pretty fantastic. That is actually pretty damn fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing. Who? We have to move on to who's going to uh, direct this, mm-hmm. um, obviously. Hmm. Uh, St- Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Wait, the the composer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Because if you said Steven Soderbergh, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Steven Sondheim, it's fine with me. I actually meant Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> but as soon as you said, as soon as, it was coming out Soderbergh, but I said Sondheim. Yeah, But that's if you fine. want Sondheim, the composer, well, look, to okay. direct. If we can't get Soderbergh. Sondheim. Yeah. So actually, no, I feel like uh, Steven Soderbergh should direct and then Steven Sondheim should be the composer. Okay. Even though he only does musicals. Yeah, yeah, but he'll do he'll do it. He'll do a film score for some reason. Right. <laughs> and it won't make any sense. Right, exactly. Because it's all like bubbly, weird, jazzy, you know, stuff. Because <laughs> he doesn't understand. Anyway, yeah. So... Um, yeah, Soderbergh directs. Mm-hmm. Sondheim is the composer. Um, what do you want? Do you want high or low in the budget? I'll do low. Okay. Uh, um, as for me, with the high end of the budget, I think with all these actors in it, yeah, uh, it's it's a little pricey, especially if you have Sondheim who doesn't do anything <laughs> other than musicals, making only music, right, and no lyrics. Um, Let's say since it's a prestige project, though, yeah, and people like that kind of thing. Let's do like I would. I'm gonna say like uh, 120 million. Oh, oh wow. Um, so I think lowballing it, but that's only because I want to build an actual huge statue of Dan right. Bay Lewis as holding up a big sign. I think we can do it for 30 million, just because yeah. uh, we would you would have to have like a really crunched filming schedule, like. You would have yeah. to make the, the shack of, out of balsa wood. Yeah, and you could kind of film it on like just one small soundstage sort of yeah. thing because uh, it doesn't need a lot. But, yeah. if, but if we're doing the high budget, we're doing on location at a defunct car lot, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. All well, right. I mean, I think this is good. I think, I mean, I don't know if he'll enjoy this because we're sort of poking fun at his whole thing. Right. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes people like that. Yeah. When you kind of They're shit like, on the oh, thing they like. Oh, yeah, good barb. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, hopefully he loves it. I think I think he'll love it. Yeah, I mean, personally, for me, 
uh, I enjoyed doing it. So yeah. uh, I think I'm hoping. I mean, I don't think we have much in common, me and TJ Moneybags. <laughs> and I don't know if, if you do. Uh, uh, after staring into those eyes, maybe you've. I don't remember. Hmm. Well, you know, maybe we'll figure that out one day. Maybe. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. If you'd like to uh, email us, uh, not that it matters because if we if this is a success, then we won't yeah. have any need for it. But you can email us at, at uh, buildingthegiraffe at AOL.com. That is the shortened version of America Online, if you remember that from years ago. Because uh, we only have dial-up on the oil rig. so Right. We couldn't get a Netscape account. Yeah. So we're off to uh, eat our daily Pizza Hut. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm Kaiser. And hopefully we will never have to do this again. Bye. Bye. Bye.